Welcome into this carrier update. And Donnie, as we alluded to a little earlier, there's a lot of changes happening in the market, but there's very few changes showing up in a significant manner on a week-to-week -week basis. That's the that's important... The, that's the key word that I wanted to touch base on this. Our WRI map is very blank because this is a week-over-week -week change. Mm -hmm. Change, change, change. But a lot of these markets have slowly changed over maybe a two-week period. So there are some markets with some high rejection rates, as we saw in our previous map uh, in our last segment, where we, you know, we have some markets that are up to 10, 12% on rejection rates. But the change was very slow, and it really didn't pop up here. Now we are seeing Virginia pop up here. Uh, so this is one that you might want to watch out for. But again, Virginia is a very tough market for the fact that there's a lot of trucks that don't want to deliver into Virginia. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot of freight coming out of Virginia, right? Especially not the western part of Virginia, right? Yeah, Virginia, West Virginia, all right through here. This is a really tough area for freight. So a lot of people will avoid it. Therefore, you're going to have <clears throat> really niche carriers that run in and out. They've already got their, probably they already got their contracts set up. So if you find a carrier running through here, they're probably already on something and they already got a return load. And it's going to be hard to, to get these covered if you're, if you're trying to use the spot market. So if you find spot freight out of Virginia, you better bid it high because you're going to be buying a truck. Mm -hmm. And of course, we see some deterioration down here in Dallas. So <clears throat> with that, again, I'm going to go over this again because one of my best, it's a heat map that I use. Yeah, I was just say the only other thing to factor in is the size of the market, right? We talked about Albuquerque popping up or really strong change in rejection rates week over week. There's just not a lot of outbound freight. That's why it doesn't show up here, right? So that does factor in as well. So you might yeah. have a week that is a lot of change, but it's in a small market. So Thus, therefore, it doesn't, it doesn't up. show up here. North Dakota, South Dakota. Yep. <clears throat> now, I love using our most volatile markets. And it's this is a heat map here. And I love to look for threes, three greens at least. Last time, we didn't even have a, a market with three greens. We only had a market with uh, two at the yep. most. But what this is showing us is, is they, they use a 52-week average. And on this 52-week average, they'll do a one and two standard deviation. And they'll, they'll get that average and figure out, is this market operating in that range, the normal range of that average over the last year? Mm -hmm. If it's one standard deviation above, we'll call it a moderate increase. If it's two standard deviations above, they'll call it a strong increase and they'll have it a bright color uh, green. If it's a decrease, a moderate decrease, if it's two standard deviations below, they'll call it a strong decrease here. So Fresno, California is operating in four different areas, um, volumes, rejection rates, head haul index, and tender lead times. It's operating below in all four of those. Yeah. We can say that that market is currently deteriorating. St. Uh, St. Louis here, we got three greens. Volumes, rejection rates, and the head haul volatility, it's all operating just above what it normally does going to be my market of the day that I'm going to look at here in our next segment. But this is a good way to, to scroll through and find these markets when you can't use your WRI. Here, I've got St. Louis pulled up here. And you can see here in the, um, I've, I clicked on the rejection uh, <clears throat> volatility. And you can see rejection rates. They're up, they're only up to 2.89%. But they've came up from around just above 1.25. So we got a pretty good increase over more than double. a week. Yes. Yeah. So, and then of course we see our volumes following that. Our, our our volumes here in green are following this increase, which could be pushing this increase. So uh, this is good to see. I'm I mean, I'm going to say, hey, volumes are increasing, and it's tightening capacity a little bit. 
how is it going to work out in the rates and yep. what's going on in rates? Can I push rates up? And so we'll look at that, like I say, in our next segment. Uh, we'll look at one more chart here uh, and see as well. This is our NTI and what's going on with our NTI. Now, I took fuel out. So currently, we've been pretty steady here on our NTI yep. uh, around that $1.62, $1.63. So <clears throat> even though this is currently steady, still continue to push those rates up. We might see this pick up four or five cents the, over this next seven days. The positive here, just to touch on it, when it's higher than what is where we kind of saw the flat line in April, whereas the NTI with fuel is about the same level it was in April. Thus, the rate has actually gone up while diesel prices have come, come down. down. And it's really leveled that off, whereas the rates were lower overall where they were. Yeah, in that's April. why we need to look at both of them to yep. see why it's changing. Absolutely. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for this update. Right now, we'll hand it back over to Kaylee Nix.